Hey everybody, it's Kendall from Recording Lounge. It is September 1st, 2014, and I just wanted to make a very quick show um, that is sort of a an addendum, a revision, whatever you want to call it, to uh, one of my episodes a while back about gain staging. I've gotten a handful of questions about gain staging since I've made that show, so I would like to uh, add some additional thoughts uh, to that show to maybe clear some things up. I'm sort of looking at my notes right now uh, for that show, my outline, and uh, long story short, the idea with gain staging, uh, I'll just sort of break it down quickly if you're coming into this uh, for the first time here. So the idea is basically we need to set a constant level reference for everything so that, um, number one, as we're moving faders, we're legitimately moving things in a relevant way. So what do I mean by that? Let's say you want the kick and snare to be the same volume. Well, ideally, that means the faders are in the exact same spot, okay? So both faders are, for example, at negative 2 or negative 6. Then they will be at the same volume. But if the kick and snare were recorded at wildly different levels, you know, the snare at negative 20 and the kick at 0 then you'd have to mismatch the faders in a weird way. Now, that might not seem like that's it, that, it's that important. That's one of the more minimal reasons why. Um, visually, uh, it makes sense. Uh, you can quickly make things, you know, okay, I want both guitars the same level. You push them up to the same level, boom, done. That That's, you know, easy. But the more complicated reasons behind proper gain staging include headroom uh, for your processing and for your buses and for your tracks. So... The theory is that basically uh, plugins and many plugins and will work better if they are running at a lower level, uh, meaning you're not pushing zero dB into them of level of, of your signal. You're pushing more like negative 18, negative 16, negative 12. Now, there's some interesting theories with this, and there's some different th- theories that have come about online and through articles and also even theories that come from the analog days. Um, but... Uh, Basically, the idea is um, the negative 18 or negative 16 or negative 12 reference was developed from the idea that uh, zero VU on a VU meter was originally um, sort of the reference for people. So you would turn up your stuff, you know, you turn up your tracks until they hit zero. On an analog console, if you went above zero, it wouldn't clip like it does in digital going above zero. However, the equ- essentially, to put a long story short, the equivalent of zero VU in digital is negative 18 or negative 16. Now, in theory, this should be negative 18 VU. Now, some people suggest, well, that's not really fair because some instruments are really peaky instruments and the RMS is very low, and so it still could clip, even though the RMS is negative 18. And yeah, it theoretically could. Now, the idea is that um, you don't want to clip plugins because it's very, it's virtually impossible to clip. And this is something that maybe I didn't make clear, or maybe I was even wrong about it in the last show, and I am not afraid to admit it. Um, and that show, just for reference, I'm scrolling through here. I want to see what actual number that ended up to be. Um, that episode is episode 40 How to Start a Mix. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that's the episode that it's on. It's about starting a mix. Um, So I may end up going back and revising that show or not. I'm not really sure. The point is, um, it's virtually impossible to clip 
the master bus of your DAW. Now, the light might be indicating that it's clipping, quote, quote, but it's not really clipping. Um, it's triggering the light. What can clip is converters and plugins. Okay, so in the box, theoretically, you can't clip tracks. Now, I've heard some people report in their particular DAW, you know, it might not have been a more commercial, like Pro Tools or something, that you actually could, and it would actually create distortion. Other people have done tests in other DAWs that say, no, it's impossible to clip, uh, you know, the master bus. It's it's not clippable. You can clip plugins. You can clip, uh, you know, your interface. You can clip um, your conversion, but you can't actually clip these tracks in Pro Tools or in Cubase or whatever. So there's a lot of theories going around. I'll just sum it up for you. Basically, the idea is whether you choose to do negative 18 VU or negative 18 DBFS or uh, peak, um, the point is you need to set a reference level uh, while gain staging your tracks. And the idea is that in theory... Um, you should be using a VU meter. Now, the meters inside of Pro Tools and whatever DAW you're using, they are not VU. They are peak meters, so they're registering the loudest peaks, okay? So if you wanted to be super safe, then yeah, you could set a reference of negative 12 or whatever peak um, DVFS. Uh, but if you want to be more accurate to sort of the original analog I ideal of gain staging, that everything should be a VU level or an RMS level or a, an average level essentially um, at zero VU, which is about negative 18 uh, VU in the inside of the computer. That's why it starts to get tricky because it's like it's not negative 18 like, uh, you know, when you look at your meters, it's not negative 18. You actually will have to get a plug-in uh, that represents a VU meter. So there are lots of plugins out there that are free VU meters. Don't go don't spend money on one, okay? Just look up on Google. I'm looking it up right now. Free VU meter plugin. And there are a handful. The first one I see is LSR Audio free VU meter. Okay? Uh you know, it looks fine. It looks plenty fine. Um yeah, totally great. You can calibrate the VU 0 dB VU calibration negative 24 to 0 dBFS. So um, what that means is you can calibrate what 0 VU is, and ideally you should calibrate that to about negative 18 dBFS. So like I said, I got a lot of questions about this um, because some people were like, well, that's really low, that's really quiet, negative 18 peak is really quiet. Well, yeah, sometimes it is. Now, if I'm doing a large mix, it's not too quiet because I want to make sure that I'm not going to clip anything. Now, Again, that goes back into the theory that, oh, well, you can't clip this, you can't clip that. Um, so, in theory, uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Um, I've been sort of experimenting with both lately, uh, VU meter and peak meter. Um, I've been experimenting to see sort of which one works better. Now, I will say this, using a VU meter plug-in is kind of annoying what I've been doing is actually just putting it on my master, just putting one instance on my master and leaving the plugin up and then going through on my mixer, on the on the mix window, and going through every track and pulling the trim. Again, we're talking about the trim gain. We're not talking about the actual uh, fader on the track. We're talking about 
pre-insert, pre-fader, pre-all that, just the very first gain. So uh, in you know certain DAWs, they might call this clip gain. In Cubase and Nuendo, it's the trim up at the top of the channel strip. Uh, you can put a trim plug-in uh, on things, just the very first insert to bring it down. Um, so it can be annoying to use an, a VU plug-in, um, but it's not too bad. Uh, I've been experimenting with both, and honestly, at this point, it's kind of six and one-half dozen. Um, the easiest way to get rid of this is just don't track so loud. I mean, don't track up to, you know, zero or negative one. Um, you know, just keep your peaks at a maximum of maybe negative six, negative ten. Uh, you don't have to track super loud, and you won't really have any problems with clipping at that point. But the main reason is to ideally just set a reference level where everything sort of is peaking around the same spot ideally at the same time. So that's kind of the thing is uh, the theories are both uh, relevant. They're both logical. They both make sense. Um, using the peak reference from a theoretical standpoint makes a little less sense, which is the method I described before. Um, however it's not really any worse than using the VU method, and it's quicker to do so. Um, at least it can be. Uh, so, I just thought I would add that little bit of uh, additional information for you guys, for those of you who maybe have struggled with this, who have maybe asked, you know, sent me questions, emails about it. Um, the idea is basically either one works, Whichever one works for you, in theory, using an, a VU meter plugin that is measuring RMS level or average level, the idea is that the tracks should be on average about the same volume. So that if, you know, when you say, okay, all the faders are now at, you know, negative 10 or whatever, if I want the guitar louder, I push up the fader and it is indeed louder. And if I want the two guitars at the same volume, I push them up to the same volume and in theory, they are the same average volume. Whereas if you used a peak, if you use the peak reference, you know, there might be a really loud single note on guitar that sort of pokes out, but that doesn't represent the actual average level of that information. Um, so the idea is basically um, everything has a different RMS, and some people think that, some people even go so far as to say that when you used an analog console and uh, when the, the golden ear generation was all using consoles, they could get mixes much quicker, partially because they would gain stage everything to, you know, let's say, zero VU, like I've been talking about. And so when they put up the mix, it sort of presented sort of everything up, everything as loud as everything else. And then it was much easier to just sort of sort through to get these mixes rather than having to deal with all these wildly different tracks that don't actually start at any sort of relevant point. Now, I, I'm sorry if this sounds kind of gibberish to you. Um, I do recommend going and listening to that show. Uh, or if you don't really care about gain staging, that's fine too. I mean, if you feel like, you know, oh, I don't really want to mess with that, you know, before my mix, it takes too long to mess with, I just want to start mixing. Well then, honestly, that's part of, that's a third theory also. Some guys just start mixing and they don't care what levels they get. They just say, screw it. I'm going to start mixing and not waste my time with that. It kills my vibe. I just want to go for it. That's another way to do it. Um, some guys, I, another thing that I've been trying recently is something I talked about in the last two shows. 
I've been tr- starting mixes uh, almost exclusively with the vocal, and so once I get the vocal good, uh, rather than then you know having my all my stuff gain staged first, I'll just kind of go for the vocal and then push stuff up as quick as I can. And so theoretically, I could do the gain staging before that, and usually I do. But sometimes I did a mix uh, last week where I didn't do that, and it still sounded fine. So. I didn't want it to seem like the gain staging thing was like life or death, like you'll be a bad mixer if you don't do it, or your mixes will suffer if you don't do it. So I think that uh, I might have maybe overemphasized it a little too much, but point is, try it both ways, okay? Try it all four ways, okay? Meaning try not doing any gain staging, okay? Do a quick mix with a mix that's not gain staged. Try doing the peak gain staging where you adjust... Uh, all the level of the tracks on the trim gain uh, to a to a peak reference of just let's just say negative twelve, and then download this VU meter plugin. This is like I said, the LSR Audio free VU meter plugin. <laughs> I mean, whatever, and check it out and put it on your master bus and gain stage your session, and then try to do another quick mix. One of them might make the most sense to you. One of them might seem easier. One of them might seem, you know, like Wow, that's a that just feels a little better to me knowing that, you know, if I put up the two tracks together, you know, at the exact same point on, you know, they're both at negative six, they both appear to be the same volume, uh, which is kind of seems so ridiculous. But there's a lot of other reasons to do gain staging and why it's just good practice. Um, but again, it all starts at just don't record so hot. That's the first step. Um, and whether or not you choose to gain stage is really up to you. Uh, I like to do it, and uh, like I said, I've been experimenting with both, and so should you. So I just thought I would uh, come out there and say, you know, I potentially was wrong, and that's okay. I'm learning about this stuff too. Um, I was doing the peak the peak thing for a long time, and uh, now I'm potentially debating not doing that anymore. Um, I have a friend that showed me these uh, analog VU meters that he hooks up to essentially a headphone mix that goes from his uh, it's just a direct copy of the output of Pro Tools for him so what's cool about that is it's always on so when he's tracking he can use it for uh, he can use it to get the correct level of things Um, and he'll you know he sets his I think he uses a reference of negative 18 for those meters and um, so he tracks things and all he has to do is set the level up to zero and that's actually kind of what got me thinking about this a lot more is seeing that analog VU meter. He didn't have a console, he just has the, I think it's made by a company called Coleman, and it's just a stereo pair of VU meters. And I thought it was really neat, and it got me thinking, well, wait a second, we're talking about VU levels here. I need to do an update on this podcast. And so first, uh, that was about two months ago, and uh, so I started messing with it myself, and I thought, is there any validity to this? I mean, I guess in theory, the, the, the whole gain staging thing is really talking about VU, not peak. And so... The more I've been experimenting with it, I definitely see that that's kind of more the case. But like I said, if you do it with peak volumes, it's still going to give you plenty of headroom, which is a good thing. It it accomplishes the main goal, which is headroom, making sure you're not going to clip your plugins, making sure because plugins can clip. Um, They're digital, and the way that they process, um, you know, it can clip audio. Now. that's also when I started reading more into, well, can you actually clip, theoretically clip, 
you know, buses and groups and tracks and the master bus within DAWs. And apparently in some you can, but in most it's not possible to clip them. Um, it's kind of odd, right? But again, you can clip your converters if your tracks are going above zero. Like let's say your master fader is hitting above zero. You're not actually clipping the track. You're clipping your converters. So in theory, you could have your individual tracks above zero as long as the master is not hitting zero. But a lot of the reason why that's sketchy is because then a lot of guys just resort to putting a a limiter on their master while they're mixing, which is a no-no, right? That's not a good thing. Um, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that I'm not. I do not advocate putting a limiter on your master for the reason of if you have to do that, you're mixing way too loud. And the mastering engineer is not going to like it. And even if you're the one mastering your own stuff, it's just good practice. Get into it. Because if you ever advance in your career to sending stuff off to mastering engineers or sending it off to other mix engineers, they're not going to like that. And it's going to be really complicated and create a lot of problems because they need enough headroom to work. And really, even if you are mastering your own stuff, you need to treat it as a separate process. You know, give yourself a day off from mixing it and then master it as a separate process. Use a new session, do separate tools. Don't try to master it on your master bus. Okay, that's not, I mean, as obvious as that may sound, you can't just master something using your master bus while you're mixing it. That's not what it's for. Uh, it's a totally separate process and, and it's a different mindset. Okay, mastering is the mindset of, you're listening to things as a whole, as a as a as the listener will, and making tiny, tiny, detailed changes that can affect the impact and the perception of that mix on a variety of systems, and making sure that it just has the nice final polish. Which, again, as I've said in other shows, I highly recommend you sending your tracks to be mastered by someone else. So, anyway, I just thought I would add this short little update to that show. Um, this is kind of a worthless show if you, if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I thought it might help some of you who have had questions about this. Uh, if you have more questions or any comments, please feel free to email me recording lounge podcast at gmail.com. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.